Hello and welcome to the Creative Champs podcast. I'm your host Kime and I'm here to help you on your creative journey. So I'm recording this slap bang in the morning when I don't usually. Um, so apologies if you hear any ambience outside. So we're just going to make it do what it do. I was going to make an episode talking about setting your or showing your prices on your website. Um, but then Kelechi, baby girl, Kelechi mentioned on her Twitter about the fact that as creators, we tend to expend a lot of energy just chasing invoices. So I, I, I thought, you know what, that is a, a really great topic to speak on in, in greater depth because of the fact that so many of us, the, do you know what it is? Waiting on invoices is the cause of so much destruction in our lives. As I'm sure you're all aware, yeah, listening to this, you're aware of all of the, the bullshit, you know, oh, we just need to generate a, a PO number. If you just give us three eons, we'll get that all generated for you. Um, You know, and then you're just waiting on the purchase order number and then you can't send the invoice over. Listen, the amount of times I have just sent the, <laughs> I've sent the invoice over without the purchase order number and I've given them a deadline too. Because you're not going to expect people to bang out of order, expecting people to wait for months for a purchase order number that's auto-generated. It's auto-generated. And if it's not, then you need to up your system. And if it's not, manually, it shouldn't take that long. It shouldn't take months. That's absolutely ridiculous. And it just points to a lot of, yeah. I think what has been touched on is, in general, like, those of us who exist within the creative industry, and I'm sure this this could be the case for freelancers in in, in other industries, but I'm not aware of, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know anything about that. I just know about the creative industry. But uh, I feel like we're not taken seriously. Yeah? As a whole, we're not taken seriously, are we? And so it's like, oh, it's okay. We'll just leave them to sing for their supper. We'll just leave them to expect payment months later down the line. And now, when you're working on like a design project or something like that, I find it's a lot easier to withhold um, withhold work until payment has been made because of the, the way that the process works, right? You've got the different stages, you've got the deposit, you've got this and that. Now, what I've noticed with public speaking engagements, because that's what I've been doing a hell of a lot more of in the last year or so, it works a little bit differently. I've been fortunate that I've only had, all right, no, I'm lying. There was a period in, oh my gosh, full disclosure. I think it was August last year. Yeah, August. For the whole month, I had no income because I was waiting on 11 invoices. None of which had dropped. A couple of them were supposed to have dropped in August but there were issues, there were accountant, accounting department issues and all the rest of it. And I was just stuck waiting for payment. A particular university that I will never work with again took about four months to send me £200. £200, they took four months. And the original person who was supposed to send me the payment didn't even, they didn't get in touch. They didn't send me the purchase order number like they said they would. They just disappeared off the face of the earth. It got to the point where I had to contact their line manager. I don't even know who I, I spoke to so many different people in so many departments in that bloody university. And I was like, you know what? They are on my blacklist. 
They are absolutely on my blacklist. Their payment department is a joke. I'm not doing that. Um, And it causes such a great deal of stress for so many of us. But yeah, when I was going through that period um, in August, it was it was so difficult because when you're not when you're waiting on invoices, you're just sort of you're living your life on tenterhooks. Because you don't know when things are going to drop. What you do know is that money is leaving your account. It's flying out with ease. It's f- not even with ease. It's just flying out. Bye. That's the money flying out of your account. Later. Like, but there's nothing coming in to replace it. And that was actually the first time I started using a credit card. Yeah. At 33, I was, at, I was 33 years old at the time. 33 was the first time I started using a credit card. And do you know what? I My credit score went through the roof. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, all this time, I just had to take out a credit card to improve, improve my credit score. Who would have thunk it? And I, I know it seems really obvious, but to me, I was just like, no, I don't want to spend money on my credit card because I was afraid I'd end up in debt. But anyway, that's a different topic for another day. <laughs> but it was very hard, you know? And, and if you're listening to this and you've been through it, you know, it's horrible, isn't it? Because you don't, you can't buy anything. I couldn't go shopping. I couldn't get food. I was eating crap. You know when you, you know when you have ingredients, but you don't have anything to make full a full meal. <laughs> so you're just eating bits and pieces of meals. I'm just like, and that was when I initially discovered that my body wasn't reacting or responding well to gluten. So. I couldn't eat my mum's food. I couldn't eat any, I couldn't really eat anyone's food because they were all cooking with gluten. So, and gluten-free food is expensive. No for It's expensive. I mean, yeah, there are a lot of foods that exist that don't have gluten, but for fuck's sake, the things that I like, the gluten-free alternatives are incredibly expensive. And I'm a very picky eater. I eat the same sort of meals over and over again. I, I, I don't like to strayed too far unless I'm going to a restaurant or something and I I mean I'm prepared to try something new but when I'm trying to eat and you know trying to 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 gain weight like I am I need to just stick to the things that I like but it was it's, it's expensive and so that also led to low mood so I understand, you know, when you're when you're going through those phases where you're chasing up payment and it's a stressful process in itself, which I'm going to get into in, in just a second. But then you're dealing with, you know, you, you start second darting, like what I spoke about in the last episode. You start worrying about what's to come as a consequence of not receiving the invoices on time. And it's just a, it's a really stressful thing. And it can cause so many of us to say, do you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to go back into employment. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with you, by the way, if that's the decision that you decide to come to where you think, you know what, I don't want to deal with this because it's very stressful. It's incredibly stressful and it's anxiety inducing. I already deal with anxiety. Like I was saying in the last episode, I have palpitations for breakfast. So dealing with the uncertainty or the unknowing of when invoices are going to drop adds to that. Now, I'm going to be very honest and say that, thankfully, I've only had to deal with late invoices on a couple of occasions throughout my time um, operating Creative Champs. I think it could be as a result of certain things that I've had in place or it could just be luck. I don't know. But what I do know is those periods where you've got no income coming in is stressful, incredibly stressful, demotivating and when it's happening it's like you know everything comes to a standstill 
what I did to sort of help me out of those situations was first of all if you've got any sort of files or designs or any content laying in your computer just sitting and gathering dust you could monetize those Um, and I know this whole hustle culture monetize everything but genuinely if you've got useful content just sat there doing nothing you can package them in a way that they can be sold and there are platforms like with Koji with so with w-i-t-h-k-o-j-i I think I said that right they allow you to sell digital products on there uh, and I, as far as I'm aware, you don't pay anything, but I think you might, I think they might take a percentage. I don't, I don't know how they work. I can't remember their pricing model, but as far as I'm aware, you can list things for free. And also with Gumroad, you can list things for free on there as well, but they do take a percentage, but a percentage of something is better than, um, nothing of nothing, <laughs> you know, especially if the file is just sat there on your computer doing nothing. That's something you can do. You can, See what you've got that you can make readily available at no cost to you. So with digital products, that's why I'm always speaking about digital products, because honestly, digital products saved my life. Oh, bring out the violins. No, I don't have the energy to add those effects. But (laughs) selling my first digital product is what actually catapulted Creative Champs into existence is my uh, pricing formula kit that I created and I also oh side note so a kind of follow on from what I'm speaking about I have ventured into remote work in learning experience design and also instructional design Um, for those of you who don't know it's basically the production of um, educational material and it's to help design learning experiences that are engaging and fun and informs the way that the learner is able to absorb and retain information so that's what I'm doing a lot of and I was able to automate the majority of my pricing formula the hourly rate pricing formula that I created I was able to automate that and which is something I've wanted to do for a very long freaking time and I will be making it possible to access this so if you just pay attention on my Instagram stories yeah because I know I talk a lot of shit on my Instagram stories but If you go to my Instagram stories at K-E-I underscore M for mother A-Y-E. So at key underscore me, I will be providing the opportunity for people or freelancers to access the hourly rate generator that I have created using JavaScript and Articular Storyline um, through there. And I don't remember why I segued into that. Oh, yeah. So the creation of that is what started everything off for me because it cost me about 20 pounds to make. But because of the, you have to think about the value that you're providing. Yeah. So something that's low cost to make, you can make it using your Canva subscription or your Adobe Cloud subscription or whatever you're using. And then just fill it with value. It doesn't have to be long. doesn't have to be chonky donk. doesn't have to be chocolate block. Just hit key points. You can separate things into different sections. You can provide templates. You can provide um, guides, checklists things that will help videos you can record yourself you can do screen records all of those sort of things and just make it available now obviously yeah there's gonna have to be some sort of marketing effort involved but I find that just speaking about these issues on your platforms and speaking to those issues and also communicating with people within your network and just getting them engaged in discussion is for me has been one of the most effective forms of marketing that and also I mean email marketing but me personally I'm 
I struggle to stay on top of that. I mean, I started a newsletter and, you know, when you've got all these other things going on and you don't have help, it's, yeah, it can be very difficult to keep a newsletter going. But there are ways to actually create paid newsletter experience, excuse me, paid newsletter experiences. So that's another option. That's something you can do if you feel like, you know what, I need something to tide me over. Just, I don't know, you could fill in the gaps by, all right, I'm going to be really transparent. Me, for example, I had agencies on speed dial because before I entered self-employment fully, I was working with um, an agency and there was a period where I was working in a school contracted directly by the school, but it was agency work that originally put me in that school to then go on to have a permanent position. But I joined a bunch of agencies and I was like, you know what? They are there just in case, just in case I need daily work or, you know, anything like that. They're there. Oh, I mean, ultimately, I didn't want to (laughs) because I don't really want to. I don't really like work spaces. I like uh, that's why I want to work remote because I don't really like working in places where there's staff rooms and stuff and workplace politics. and You're dealing with bitchy colleagues and stuff. I don't like that. I don't like secret Santas because half the time you know, the, the colleagues are just backstabbing each other. And now you want me to spend money on a secret Santa. And I don't even celebrate Christmas. But that's another... St- ah! Oh, okay. I'm going off on a tangent. But what I'm saying is, there are different things you can do to sort of just soften the blow a little bit. Even if that means, you know what, stepping back into employment for a while. Not even... Do you know what? I'm going to reword that. Because you're not stepping back. Sometimes you have to step sideways. And sometimes you know what actually no sometimes yeah you do have to take a step backwards to just have a look at a situation again and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that you're not a failure you're not a loser you're not you're not any of these derogatory things that you might see associated with going back into employment or giving up on your business or you're not giving up on anything and even if you do decide to give up on it again this doesn't make you anything. This doesn't make you any derogatory name or 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 objective. Or, is it not? No, it's not, it's not objective. Yeah, it's objective. Fuck. Wake up, girl. It just means that you're just you're just trying to figure your life out, you know. And that doesn't. There's nothing wrong with you for doing that. You should never look down on yourself. What you could also do is you could set up a Patreon or there's a website called Buy Me a Coffee which I um, was introduced to, I think, last month by um, Charlotte at Sugarstorm Studio. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? This is really cool. Buy Me A Coffee website is where people can, they, you know, they can send bits of money over. If, if you've provided something that's of use, you can say, oh, you know, if you'd like to, it's like a tip jar, basically. So you've got that. And then you've got a website called Pensite. So P-E-N for November, S-I-G-H-T which is another platform that will allow you to sell digital products. You can also sell consultations on there. You can schedule things through there. You can um, provide videos. There's a bunch of things you can provide that don't require you to spend any additional money. And it's a great way to potentially tide things over while you're waiting on invoices. Also, yeah, I did have a friend who had to sign up to Universal Credit. And the thing is, she felt a, a degree of shame about it. And I, you know, you never feel, if you're listening to this and you're on PIP or 
um, universal credit or I'm not really sure of the other um, acronyms off the top of my head. My memory is terrible. Never be ashamed of just never be ashamed of that. I, I actually found it really upsetting um, when when she when she said that, I, you know, it's really broke my heart because things are incredibly difficult. You know, it, you never know, like one day could be the difference between you being like flying high and being in debt. You never know what's going to happen. And it's unfortunate that people do feel ashamed to have to get support. I mean, look at childcare costs, for goodness sake. I'm seeing people paying, what, 900 odd a month for childcare, which is more than some people's salaries, you know? My old job, there was someone working there who had, uh, I think, two or three kids, and they had to pay around about 900 quid a month for childcare, which was only about 400 less than the salary we were getting as teaching assistants. Because teaching assistant salaries are disgusting. They are disgustingly low, and that was the work that I was doing. And I, I don't know if it's because you get three months out of the year off. I don't know if that's why the pay is so low. I have no idea. I did enjoy the job though. But yeah, I'm just saying, you know, never be ashamed because there are going to be times where we're going to have to do things or make tweaks just to tide us over, which brings me back to the original point of this, which is chasing invoices is tiring. It's It's distressing. It's stressful which is why people need to take more care to pay creators on time, pay your freelancers on time, pay your contractors on time. This whole, oh, we're taking a a, a while to, to generate purchase order numbers is bullshit. It doesn't need to take you as long as it's taking you. We've got lives. Freelancers have lives. Self-employed people have lives. We have things we need to pay for. We have bills. And the same people who are taking an age to process your payment, ask them, how would they feel if their salaried payments didn't arrive on time? How would they feel? How would they handle that? How would they pay their bills? Sometimes I think we need to just throw it back on them, you know? Oh, because I I think, yeah, yeah. And on the HMRC website, sorry, I think I was yelling. (laughs) Just gets me really mad. If you go on Google and you type in late payment terms, uh, do you know what? scratch all that if you go to gumroad.com forward slash creative champs and you download my late payment template pack it's free i've got details in there about what you can do if your payment is late in terms of interest charges bank of england charges as well because you can apply interest fees of around i think they say around eight percent although you might have a different amount in your contracts which i think is completely fine i mean i don't know the ins and outs of the legalities of that in terms of what the limits are. But I know a base rate of 8% is the standard. And also the bank of, you can apply Bank of England charges as well. And I think currently that's at 3%, but it changes all the time. So I've got a link in the pack, I believe, that sends you directly to the Bank of England interest rate um, as it is currently. So you can check that out, but you can add on the 8% plus the 3% or whatever it is. And you can action that because they are late to pay you. And I think in recent years, I think it was like last year or the year before, something like that. The terms in terms of freelancers getting payment changed because it used to be 60 days where 60 days you can start to move a bit, you know, more um, stern because they will say, all right, after 60 days, if they still haven't paid you, then that's when you can start actioning other steps. But now it's been reduced to 30 days, as far as I'm aware. 
And I know as far as, it, you know what, if you put it in your contracts as well, uh, this is why I stress the importance of making sure that this is crystal clear in your contracts. 30 days maximum. Yeah, 30 days. And if you put that in your contracts and it's signed, they have to abide by it. They have to make sure that they are abiding by the rules and guidelines that are in that specific agreement. And if they're not, that's when you can start involving third parties. Yeah. Contact who you need to contact. Make sure you have all the phone numbers of all the, the people or the emails of all the people that you need. And do you know what I find? Yeah, you, you will need phone numbers as well because emails is very easy for them to pretend they haven't seen it because I've had that you know the ones where you're waiting for an invoice yeah and then you send them a, a reminder you know capital letters urgent and they'll say oh apologies we hadn't seen this invoice beforehand um we're gonna need another 30 days to process it now that we have seen it bullshit you did see it you just didn't process the payment and you know what, while I'm here, I want to give a shout out to the Good Growth Hub under a new direction. Um, I just want to give a shout out to them because I've done a lot of work with them over the, the last year and a half. And they have been very considerate of payment. And anytime there has been a problem, they've been very, you, they're, they're on the ball, you know, and I appreciate that. As a, as a contractor, as someone who works uh, self-employed, I appreciate people who operate in that organizations who operate in that way because that's what we need more of people who actually considerate of the fact that we are human beings who need our bills paid we need to eat and we deserve to be treated with respect and paid on time we need to be paid on time and it's really disheartening because the fact that people are getting it's taking months for people to get paid i was reading comments from people who have been waiting over a year for payment. I've received messages from people who have done like um campaigns for really big names who haven't received payment in over 8 months. You know, it's just at some point it's like yeah, you you're just exploiting us at this point. You think because you know this individual doesn't have enough money, the artillery to come up against us. So we can take the piss. Yeah. That's how I feel a lot of people look at small business owners or solo employed people. I'm having one of those days where I'm finding it difficult to process my sentences. I think I need to take time. I'm speaking too fast. Yeah, because I just get really hyped up about this because it's just it's out of order and it should not be happening. And if your accounts department is taking longer than 30 days to generate purchase order numbers and pay fees and pay off balances, then your accounts department needs a reset. You need to refurb your business. It's not effective. It's not impactful. You're not working efficiently. You're incompetent. I'm t- right. Yeah, you know, you're not on an island alone. There is, I guess, with funding, I don't know too much about funding because I've not had a successful funding application. Do you know what? I gave up. I, I did too. And I was like, that's enough for me because I absolutely hate filling out forms. I find it very stressful and I just foolishly, perhaps, I'd just rather not do it. I think if I am going to, that's something you can do. If you go on Upwork, you can find people who will write funding applications for you for around, I mean, there are, there are people who will work for around £30 an hour or £40 and if you just get an idea of how long it will potentially take them and then get a rough idea, they can help you 
get successful funding application. And on the white pube, there is a section that has successful applications. It's, I haven't utilized it yet because I haven't applied for funding since uh, being made aware of that resource. But it has tons of successful applications. So you can have a look and see what kind of things people are having to write, what they're having to put in in order to get those successful um, uh, applications. So that's something else you can do, maybe applying for funding to secure, just secure the funds for your projects so that you can at least keep things ticking over while you sort things out or you might set up automated automated options. So to round this out, different ways that you can maybe soften the blow a little bit is to look for old derelict files on your computer that could generate a lot of value for people that could provide a lot of helpful content for people make it available make it available on digital platforms gumroad koji pensite on your own websites as well squarespace or whatever shopify whatever you're working with make it available because this is a low-cost option that you can work with you can also do things like if you don't have the money to buy stock you can use print on demand facilitation services where you can have you can make things available through your etsy or whatever but then connect it to a fulfillment service like printful or printify off the top of my head those are the two that come to mind so you can sell stock but you don't have to produce the stock and you can you can use those two websites that I just mentioned to actually send out the, the printed goods to people and you don't have to spend a penny. But of course, along with that, you'll get a percentage. You won't get the full amount because they will be the ones who will be uh, creating and developing and sending the items out to your paying customers. But that's an option. Yeah. You can also set up shop on print on demand websites themselves where you just upload your designs directly. And every time someone orders, you get a percentage of that. Society6.com, for example, is a a really well-known one. And also, yeah, if you feel like you might need to maybe step into an agency to get field day work or just work here and there, little jobs, one off. No shame in that. If you feel like you need to apply for support, again, no shame in that. What will do? You know what I will say though. Yeah, there was a period where I was like, yeah, I, I think I'm gonna have to sign up to get support because I, I'm yeah, I'm worried. I was really worried about how things would turn out. But if I'm being honest, I think this is the longest podcast episode I've recorded. If I'm being honest, that experience sucked because I felt like the people who worked at the my I think it's the job center isn't it your local job center where people will contact you about universal credit they treated me with contempt I felt like they were treating me like a piece of dirt like oh you need us so we're gonna treat you anyhow they were incredibly rude and my spirit was just not sitting well with it and I made the decision Uh, once I made the application by the time they actually got through or got back to me I had found myself in a much more advantageous position than when I'd applied. So I didn't need them anymore. But even that process, getting off of their system was harrowing. Like the the way that I was being, the way I was being treated and spoken to was just disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. I'm like, is this how they treat people? Is this how they treat people? So already, like my friend I was speaking about before, who felt a great degree of shame, having to deal with people like that on the other end, treating you with contempt 
like it's just too this country is a shambles but again i'm not even gonna get into that because i'll be speaking all day and i honestly think this is the longest podcast episode i've ever freaking recorded but this all needed to be said yeah there are there are things you can try out if you haven't already to maybe just help soften the blow there's nothing wrong with going into employment again if that's what you need to do there's nothing to be ashamed of okay absolutely nothing to be ashamed of you should be proud of yourself for even just taking that chance on yourself working for yourself is is no easy feat it's very stressful it's very stressful and so if you've been able to book one job be proud of yourself two proud of yourself even more yeah pat yourself on the back because it's not easy it's not easy and then you're expected to wait on invoices from people or clients who just just take the piss we go through a lot and that's where a lot of our energy is expended and then we're expected to then use some of that energy to create things and it's like dab give us a break so yeah like i say on gumroad.com forward slash creative champs i do have the late payment template pack that will help in terms of chasing up those late payments um there's some templates there that you can use you can copy and paste if you struggle to find the words to to use when you are chasing up those payments but yeah i think for now that's all i have to say on that I really hope this was helpful and I I just really want you to understand that if you are going through this you're not alone I promise you I think I'm going through that right now I yeah I haven't been paid in um I think about a month because I did a lot of work in December but I haven't been and some of the payments that I did for the work in December I was paid pretty much straight away um and so January I didn't do any jobs and I don't have any jobs booked for January so the period I'm going through now, I'm waiting on two invoices, but they're not due until February. So I'm having to really control my spending. I'm not able to spend much at all. Even though I don't spend much as it is, I'm still not able to even spend that. <laughs> uh, and I've got to pay for... Um, cat food is expensive, yeah? My pet cat is a very fussy eater. And Whiskers has gone up to £5 for a box, okay? So it's expensive. Things are expensive. And I am in a position where I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm going to have to sit tight for a little bit. Um, And I'm only accepting invitations to free events at the moment. (laughs) I'm in that boat. So you're not alone, yeah? We all go through these periods. Some months will be amazing. And some months will be like, what the fuck? I'm going back into a job. (laughs) Because no you know so some situations call for the vocal fry (laughs) but yeah I just wanted to leave you on that and I really hope this has been helpful and as always thank you so 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 much for tuning in everyone and I will speak to you same time next week all right take care bye